Good day, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Arise with Amber. Today is Resurrection Sunday. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And I hope that you are all celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I know today is, you know, a lot of kids run around and and find Easter eggs and do all the things with the candy and all that stuff. But we need to be teaching our kids what this day is truly all about. And that is that God came in the flesh to earth to save us in the form of, of a man of Jesus. He walked, he lived, he worked, he died. He was hung on the cross for you and for me, and he was resurrected on the third day. So we rejoice. We rejoice. Let everyone who has breath praise the Lord. We rejoice that he has risen. He is, at, he is at the right hand of the Father. He is at the throne. He is at the throne, and we have everything to look forward to and everything to be hopeful for. He has done what he said that he would do. So we can trust him, we can trust his word, and we can know that he is coming back. So we need to make sure that we are living our lives in such a way that when he returns, we're ready, that his bride is ready. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. And we will get started. Oh, Lord, thank you, God, that you are who you say you are, that you have done what you said that you will do, and that you are still going to do what you said that you will. Lord, we thank you that you are holy. We can trust you. God, we thank you that you came in the flesh, Lord. You came in the flesh. You sacrificed yourself. You were a substitute for our sins so that we could be forgiven and made in right relationship with you, God. And I just pray, Lord, even now that you just continue to change hearts, to transform people into the image of your son, God. And we just make heaven full. God, we make heaven full so that we can all worship you and just spend eternity with our Lord and Savior. And we can't wait for that day, God. Come now. Come now, Lord. We We cherish you. We thank you for what you are doing in and through our lives, God. And may our lives reflect that in how we live every single day. We give you all the glory today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, with all of the pain and the loss and the suffering and the devastation around the world, today is a reminder that Jesus is alive, that Jesus is risen, and that Jesus is seated on the throne and that he has defeated death in the grave. He has done just as he said that he would, and that we have hope and joy in us for those who repent and believe in Jesus. Everything on the, in the Christian faith hinges directly on the resurrection, because if that didn't happen, then Jesus is dead, and we do not have eternal life. The Bible says to test everything, So if you are an unbeliever or if you just can't imagine how this could possibly be true or you are are new to this Arise podcast and you don't understand all of this Jesus talk or, or you don't understand who God is, we live in 2023. There are, we have the internet, we have books, we have old manuscripts, we have documentation, we have archaeological digs, we have things for you to test. Go test for yourselves. Test it for yourselves. We have thousands upon thousands of documents of 
original Greek and Hebrew manuscripts. We have thousands upon thousands of archaeological digs. We have God's word. We have the Bible that we know that we can trust. And you can go and test it for yourselves. There has been so many people who have tried to debunk the Bible, who have tried to debunk the resurrection. And 2,000 years later, it can't be done. Because God is who he says he is. And he has done what he said he would do. And he is coming back to take care of the rest. So at this point, I feel like it becomes a matter of, of pride um, for to question, the, to question the validity of the resurrection or of Jesus when we have so much proof. Now, I can't fault people who, you know, who are lost and, and don't understand or, or have many questions. You know, I had questions when I was new to the faith. So I, I read, I read the Bible. I, I read everything that I could. I got, I got my hands on every single book on, on hope and heaven and Jesus and the resurrection that I could find. I, I sought wise counsel. I listened to, to pastors. And if you have done those things, if you have tried to seek and find, but you still question, you still question, then at that point, it just becomes a matter of your own sinful, selfish pride to not believe to not believe. And I want to genuinely ask you guys today, do you have a relationship with Jesus? What does your relationship with Jesus look like? Do you know that there is nothing that you have done or could do that would make Jesus not love you? He already loves you so much. And and this is the reason why he came was to take on that sin, to fulfill the laws that we could not fulfill to become the substitute for us, for our sinful nature, so that we could be made right in relationship with God. He took the wrath of God on that cross for you and for me. And there is nothing that you have done that you can't be forgiven for. So if you feel like God could never love me, or I've done this, or I've done that, I could never be forgiven. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus came so that you could have life and have it abundantly. And he loves you. And he took everything on that cross for you so that you could know that you are forgiven by his blood. By his stripes, we are healed. I think a lot of people stop there. They stop stop at the point of, okay, Jesus died for me. He was resurrected. I'm good to go. I said a prayer when I was little. That's it. I'm good. I'm a believer. I'm 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 a Christian. And A lot of people think that Jesus came and died for the whole world and he took our sin. So we're good. We were, Jesus is my homeboy. He knows my heart. We're good. We're all going to go to heaven. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, no matter how you live, no matter how you live your life, no matter what religion you are. And I hate to be blunt, but that is a lie. That is a lie from the enemy to make you believe that. And scripture is very clear Yes, Jesus' atoning death on the cross is enough to cover the sins of the world. Yes, it is enough to cover the whole world's sins. But he didn't come and die. He didn't, he didn't live that life to be tortured and beaten and mocked and shamed and killed and hung on a cross so that you could go on living any way you want, so that you could go on living making an idol of yourself. He died to save you from the wrath of God. We are by nature from the fall, sinful, selfish, rebellious, 
truly awful creatures, awful creatures. And Jesus came to save us from that. He came to save us from sin and from darkness. So when we say we love Jesus, do we really mean it? So many people say, well, I love Jesus. I I love the Lord. I love God. But are you living your life that shows that? Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. There's a difference in knowing who Jesus is and knowing what he's done for you. You know, you've heard the Sunday school stories. You might have been raised a certain way. There's a difference in knowing who Jesus is and having knowledge of what he's done. But there's a difference in having that and wisdom and following him and trusting in him and believing in him and repenting and turning away from your former from your former self and turning towards Christ. I think there's a lot of people in the world claiming Christ. I think there's a lot of people claiming that they're Christian when they aren't. And I don't say that I don't say that boasting in myself because I call myself a Christian or boasting and, and saying something in my own opinion. I say that because the Bible tells us who a Christian is. The Bible tells us what a Christian's life looks like. The Bible tells us when we are Christian, when we are followers of Jesus, we are made new. We aren't some better version of ourselves. The old you is gone. The old you is gone. We died and were raised with Jesus to new life. So are our lives reflecting that change? Are we radically different from who we were before? Can people around us see a difference? Can people around us see a change? Can people around us see the fruit that is evidence of our faith? The Bible says to test yourself, to see if you are in the faith. 2 Corinthians 13.5 says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. The Bible says test yourself. It doesn't say, remember that one prayer you prayed when you were seven? You're good. It says test yourself. It's present tense. It means to test yourself against who Christ is calling you to be today. Test yourself right now in this very moment. Are you living as though Jesus is Lord over your life? Or are you still living of your sinful nature, of the world, are you still giving into temptations and lusts and idols and just saying, well, I go to church occasionally. I'm, I'm a good person. I do nice things. And I prayed a prayer when I was about seven or 14 years old at a church camp because I said that same prayer too. I said that same prayer when I was 14 years old at a church camp and I had no fruit. My life was not radically different. I was not a new creation in Christ. I was Amber, who said a prayer, who was still living of the world. And it doesn't mean that as a Christian, we're perfect because we're not. We are, are still human as Christians. We still struggle with sin. We still struggle with desires of the flesh. But the difference is we're repentant over those things. And the things that we, we learn and we know from reading the word, the things that grieve God begin to grieve us. So we turn from our sin and we turn to Christ and we grieve the sin that we see in other people. We grieve for the lost. I want you to um, listen as I read Colossians 3. This is the ESV, ver- the ESV version. It says in verse 3, 
If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. When Christ, who is your life, appears, he is our life, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. The wrath of God is coming, you guys. In these two, you once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. We are being renewed in knowledge every day. We are to put off all of those old practices. Verse 11 says, Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Verse 12, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That whole verse, or all those verses, is all about putting on the new self. It's all about being a new creation in Christ. We have been raised with him. We are to seek the things that are above, for we have died, and our life is hidden with Christ. He is our life. We are to put to death all of those earthly desires, all of those earthly things, all of sexual immorality and impurity and evil desire and all the, all the idols that we, that we tend to have. Because it says the wrath of God is coming. And I don't think we live in a world where we fear, the, we fear the wrath of God coming back. I think we live in a world right now where we, we paint this picture of Jesus that he's all loving and all inclusive and, and has died for everyone's sins and we're all going to heaven and we're all going to sing Kumbaya. That is not what is going to happen. If you read the Bible, he is coming back. And there is, there is a lake of fire. There is, there is gnashing of teeth. There is outer and utter darkness, and people will be there. In my Bible plan this morning, we were reading, I believe it was in Matthew, where he was separating the sheep and the goats. There is a separation, you guys. There is a separation, and he is coming back to judge the entire earth. So are we claiming Christ but not living like we know him? Are we not living as he's called us to live? Are we not putting on all the things that he calls us to put on. Paul says, put on then. We are to clothe ourselves in Christ. You know, it, the Bible in Ephesians talks about the armor of God. We are to clothe ourselves in the righteousness of God, the holiness of God. We're to put on all these things. And these aren't good deeds or, or works that 
we do to try to make God love us because he loves you already. The Lord loves you already. He sent his only son to die for you. He loves you already. And we are saved by grace through faith alone, not by anything that we could have done. But these things that Paul is calling us to, that the Lord is calling us to, these things are evidence of our faith in Jesus. They are the fruit of our faith. We are to live our lives as dead to sin and alive to Christ. Dead to sin and alive to Christ. Everything I see on the news and on social media and everything is all about loving yourself above, above all and making yourself comfortable and happy in your own skin and, and tolerance and acceptance. And, and even if that means sinning against a holy God, it's all about living in your own sinful, prideful, selfish desires. And God is calling us to die to ourselves, become a new creation, pick up our cross and follow him. We are living in such a world of everyone's idol right now is their selves. We live in a world of idols of self. And Jesus tells us to die to ourselves and come alive in him. We are all born a certain way. We're all born a certain way. Whatever that looks like for you, however God created you, you were born that way. And God does not make a mistake. However, he calls us to be born again. He calls us to be born again and be brought to new life, a life completely different than who we once were or who we think we were born as, a life different to what may have gratified our flesh before or, or fulfilled our desires before. He calls us away from that. He calls us to repent and believe and be risen to new life in Jesus. It's a battle every single day to fight against that, to fight against the flesh, to to, to put off the old self and to put on all the things that we're called to put on. But the reward is so worth it. The reward is so worth it. Romans 6, 10 through 13 says, For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. On this Easter Sunday, Jesus didn't come and suffer his death on the cross just for you to be happy and fulfilled. He didn't come to only fill a void in your life and, and only to bring you peace and purpose and forgiveness. Yes, he did come for all those things and he will do all of those things. But Jesus came to establish his lordship over your life. Even after you become a believer, you're still going to suffer. We live in a fallen world. As Christians, we're still going to suffer, probably more so than, than some other people who aren't believers. You may still be sick. You may still have a hard marriage. You may still have a son or daughter who struggles with addiction. You may struggle with an addiction. But his grace, as his word says, his grace is sufficient. And he calls us to a life of obedience and endurance to the end. Because these things of light momentary affliction 
are preparing for us an eternal weight of glory. So he calls us to count it all joy. And I know that sounds hard to do in the midst of pain and suffering. But for the joy that is set before us, we endure. And that's what we're called to do, is be obedient, faithful followers of Jesus. And our lives should, should show that. Our lives should show that to a lost and broken world. He also didn't die for you to just enter into his rest and, and, and enter into his joy and hide away everything that he's done, as in the parable of the talents in the book of Matthew. He, he's calling you to much more. He's calling you to disciple others. He's calling you to share the gifts that he's given you, whatever those gifts are, whatever those gifts are, whether it's a musical talent, whether it is hospitality of some sort, whether it is uh, writing of some sort, whether it is teaching of some sort, evangelism, any, any sort of gift that he's giving you, he's calling you to share it with others. And he's calling you, if he's given you new life, to share the good news with the rest of mankind, with the rest of humanity. He's calling you to share the news of his life, his death, his work, his resurrection, to bring people to him. He's entrusted you with that. Are we living that way? Are we obeying that call? We need you. Christian, we need you. We need you in your word, and we need you sharing it with others. We need you discipling others. We need you pulling up the people who might be younger in the faith, and we also need you to be following people who are more mature in the faith. It's, it's this domino effect. This, it's like this train. Like I, I should be discipling those who are newer to the faith, and I'm still reaching out, wanting to learn so much from people that are more mature in the faith than I am. I want to learn so much. I have so much to learn. And I crave that. I want to know more. I want to know more about the Lord. I want to grow and learn and seek Him in all, in all that I do. And I want to share that with others. When we do this, we can know that His Word accomplishes all that it says that it will do. His Word does not return void. And we can know in the end, every single one of His sheep will be saved. Every single one of his sheep will be called, will be accounted for, and will be brought into his rest. We can be sure of that. We can trust that. I want you guys to enjoy your Easter Sunday today. Seek Jesus with a sincere and repentant heart and a willing obedience and a desire to know him, a desire to grow in grace and holiness as you celebrate everything that he's done for you as you celebrate everything that is done, because it is finished, he is risen, and you are chosen. I hope you'll have a wonderful week. You guys can email me, arisewithamber at gmail.com. My website is arisewithamber.com. There you can check out merch, or you can see where I will be speaking coming up. You can find me on Instagram at Amber Emily Smith. I appreciate you guys. I love you. Have a great week. Go out into all the world. Celebrate what the Lord Jesus has done. We need you guys. We, Christian, we need you in a world that is so loud and rebellious against our Savior. We need you to stand firm in the faith and share that faith with others. Have a great week. Praise God. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.